Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. Are you thankful for the name of Jesus? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. If you will allow me tonight, I'd like to just go ahead and put part two to what Pastor preached this morning. So I'm just going to go ahead and give you my title. It's Jesus. Jesus. If you will open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 1, verse number 30. Luke chapter 1 and verse number 30. And it says that the angel saying unto her, to Mary, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great and he shall be called Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob not just for 10 years not just for 20 years or 100 years and he shall reign forever and of his kingdom there shall be no end let's put down our Bibles and worship that name right now let's just take a moment and worship the name of Jesus worship that name that is unlike any other name given among men whereby we must be saved we worship the name of Jesus we worship you God because you are great and holy hallelujah Jesus hallelujah can you clap your hands before you're seated tonight hallelujah Jesus amen you may be seated At this point in Scripture, in Luke chapter 1, Luke would write that we have seen the angel of the Lord come to a woman named Elizabeth and to bring her the news that she is going to bring a miracle son into this world. She's going to give birth to a son. This son would be unlike any other son. This would be a son raised to be a foundational piece of the kingdom. The church that was about to be built, her son was going to be an integral part of it. This son would be hardened and prepared by the wilderness. He would live on locusts and wild honey. He would be known as the wild man. But this son would bring a message from the wilderness that even the world today needs to hear of repentance. And this son, would we would come to know as John the Baptist. And he was given a task from heaven. It says in Luke chapter 1 and verse 15, For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's 
womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. But not too long after Zechariah and Elizabeth would receive word of their miracle baby, the Lord would send another messenger to another woman. He would send another angel to another woman, a woman who was on track to be married, a woman who seemed like she was getting her life together, a woman that was about to be married and go away for her entire life. The messenger would tell Mary that what was about to come up out of her would be the very thing that the earth had been searching for since creation. From the very beginning when man caused a wedge of sin to separate us from our maker, the earth has been yearning and searching for a way to get back to God. And the messenger would come to this woman and say, what you've been looking for, what the earth has been looking for, and what creation has been looking for is about to come up out of you. Yes, I know that the timing seems off, Mary. I know what you're about to go through. I know that you're about to get married. I know you're about to leave your family and start a new one. I know that from our own carnality, we would say that God missed it on timing. We would say that, God, you chose the wrong time to speak and to use Mary. Why would he choose a woman to bring a son that wasn't even married yet? God, don't you know the time that Mary is sitting in? Put yourself in her shoes. What does it look like for a woman who is unmarried to be pregnant we know what comes to mind when you would have seen her what is everyone else going to think what would everyone say when they see me and know that I'm not married yet and yet they see me with child but I've come to tell you God's timing is all in all perfect to its finest point God is not contained by time he is not confined by time but in fact he holds it in his almighty hands he holds all of time God knows what he is doing. So Mary would receive this word. And the Bible says that in her cousin would also with child. And it says that Mary arose and went to them in the hill country to be with her cousin Elizabeth. And we see the fulfillment of prophecy when Mary entered into the room, holding within herself the coming Messiah, holding the presence of God inside of her. When she entered into the room, it said Elizabeth heard the words, but not only Elizabeth, but the baby in her womb. And it said that John was filled with the Holy Ghost inside the womb. What was it? It was a fulfillment of prophecy. You may be in the building or maybe you're watching online but I've come to tell somebody tonight the Holy Ghost is for you. It is for all creation. It would say in Acts 2.38 and Peter said unto them repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost but the promise is unto you and to our children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord may God may call. So it's for you. It's for me. It's for my children. The Holy Ghost is for you John and we will watch the prophecy come to pass 
And look at what happens whenever Mary hears what happened to Elizabeth and the baby in her womb. Elizabeth said, Mary, when you walked into the room, you brought something different with you. When you walked into the room, what you were carrying is different. What I'm coming to tell you is that she was bringing the spirit of Jesus. She was bringing Jesus into the room. And when she did, and Elizabeth told her, Mary said in Luke chapter 1 and 46, and Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul doth magnify the Lord. And for the next 10 verses, she goes into worshiping God. She goes into what we call the magnificent because she said, I know what is inside of me is greater than this world can contain. Because Mary knew within herself that she has now become a part of something that would shape all of eternity, something that would change all of creation. What was inside of her was greater than anything that had ever entered into the earth pastor would say it like this this morning in Genesis chapter 1 and 1 we always read it in the beginning God created in the beginning God but if we could take it back to the Hebrew in the beginning the alpha and the omega in the beginning was the beginning and the ending she was a part of the beginning she was a part of the ending inside of her was alpha and omega inside of her was the beginning and ending what was inside of her was there in Genesis chapter 1 And what was inside of her was with her in Revelation 22. She was a part of the story. She knew that the God of creation was living inside of her. You see what they worshiped in the Old Testament, what they sacrificed lambs to in the Old Testament, what they would prepare for, take a sacrificial lamb, kill it, and let the blood apply it to them, what they did in the Old Testament. You and us and Mary have the same thing in common. What they worship by faith, we get to worship by name. And that name is Jesus. They worshiped him by faith, but we worship him with the understanding of I know his name. I know his name. I've seen what he's done. I know what the power of the name is. I know the goodness of the name. I know the power of the name. I know the peace of the name. I know the mercy of the name. I know the grace of the name. I know the name. Somebody say, what is that name? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Can you worship him for that name for just a few moments tonight? Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now I know I've not come with a word of revelation. I'm not here to shed light on anything that we don't already know. And I'm telling you, I'm not going to be much longer. But I do know that within myself, I know what the name has done in my life. I don't know about you, but Jesus has changed my life so much. He's deserving of it. What Mary did in Luke 1, I'm going to do right here tonight. And that is my soul doth magnify the Lord. My soul will worship him from the very beginning of Genesis to when John puts the last period in Revelation. My soul will magnify the Lord from the beginning of my breath to the very last one I breathe. My soul will magnify the Lord. Why? Because I know the name. Jesus will be glorified. John would write it like this in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And then just a few verses down, he would say, and the Word was made flesh. 
And the Word was made flesh and it dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. How many know that Jesus is the Alpha and He is the Omega? He is there at the beginning and He's there at the end. When I look at God, I can know that He's got time within His hands. I know the power of Jesus and I know what's inside of me because the same Spirit that carried inside of Mary, I've got the same Spirit living inside of me. I know the power of Jesus because I have Jesus applied to my life. When I went down in a watery grave and I got the infilling of the Holy Ghost, I got Jesus on the inside of me so I can work in the same power that Mary would work in. So inside of me and my soul doth magnify the Lord. And this is where John the Baptist would come into play. In verse 14, it said the word was made flesh. But then it says in John the Baptist, the babe that was prophesied for many years, dating all the way back to the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament. The voice crying out in the wilderness, the very same would say this. John bare witness of him and cried saying, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Mm, can I get a little old school tonight? I feel it in old kind of Pentecost inside of me right now. What was John saying? What was John the Baptist saying? Was he not born first? Was he not six months older than his little cousin Jesus? But John had the very same revelation that Mary did years before. No, before there was, he was. Before there was time, God was there. He was saying just like the apostle Paul would write to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 4 according as he had chosen us in him before the founding as he had chosen us in nation of the world Colossians 1 and 17 and he is before all things and by him all things consist and it says in the final book in Revelations 22 and 13 I am Alpha and I am Omega the beginning and ending I'm the first and the last what was he saying I know I was born first but he was there before me But that is not the end because the very same baby that was born through the Virgin Mary, the very same baby that the wise men and the shepherds would come to see would one day walk down a road carrying a cross that should have been given to you and it should have been given to me. The same Jesus that was teaching in the temple as a young boy would one day be whipped with a cat of nine tails on his back. The same Jesus that would heal the sick would one day be crowned with a crown of thorns. The same Jesus that would walk on water would have three nails driven into his body on the account of you and on the account of me. The very same Jesus that would raise Lazarus from the dead would walk and die and be put into a grave. But that would not be the end of the story because yes, he did die and yes, he was laid in a tomb. But the word says three days later, he would come up out of a grave and what I can say about the word is that if the word was there in the beginning before there was time, the word's going to stand long after time has all gone away with. And it said that three days later, after he was dead in a grave, he raised up for a whole eternity. But when he raised up, he wasn't wearing a crown of thorns anymore. He wasn't wearing three scarred nails anymore. He was wearing a crown of glory. He was coming clothed in glory. He was clothed in righteousness with the right hand of judgment. He sits on the throne. 
He would raise up, and when he came, he would raise up a standard. Why? So that every one of us can be given a promise that was never given to mankind before. When he raised up out of the grave, one day we're going to be like him and raise up out of this grave. How many know we've got hope outside of this eternity? If you're excited for that, would you worship him? Come on, I'm not talking about just giving him a patty cake praise. I'm talking about the same Jesus that died for you. I'm talking about the same Jesus that bled for you. I'm talking about the Jesus that raised out of the grave for you. <clears throat> Come on, somebody begin to worship him in this house. Just say the name of Jesus. Say the name of Jesus. Begin to worship the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody ought to get that inside of them right now. The same Jesus that was a babe in a manger is one day coming back riding on a cloud and he's going to hold death, hell, and the grave in his hands and he's got the victory. Because look what it is. 15 and verse 40, 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, for we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruptible, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is that sting? Oh, grave, where is that victory? For the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. Somebody give them thanks right now. Someone, but thanks be to God, which given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody worship that name for just a couple of seconds right now. Come on, take 30 seconds and lift up the name of Jesus. Come on and worship him. I would that you would lift your voices right now. <laughs> Through Jesus, that was all made possible. I know we like to see him in this time in December. We like to see him as the little baby lying in a manger. The little defenseless baby. That's the Jesus we like to see right now. That's the Jesus we want to see in the nativity scenes. We don't want to see the Jesus that was bloody on a cross. We want to see the small defenseless baby lying in a manger. But I want to let someone know tonight that yes, he did come as a baby in a manger. But that baby in the manger was also the very same one that would hang the sun, moon, and stars where they lie. That same baby that was in a manger would create all of the earth and all of the heavens when the shepherds came and were notified of the miracle birth of the Messiah the angel would say it like this in Luke chapter 2 and verse 12 and this shall be a sign unto you you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger what was the sign? What was the sign that the shepherds would have known that to look for? What was the sign that the shepherds knew what it was? It was a calling back to when the prophet Isaiah would write in the famous verse of Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace of the... 
increase of his government and the peace there shall be no end upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom that yes right now I see a baby Jesus yes I see a baby in a manger but when I look at him I see the lion of Judah I see the sacrificial lamb giving a ransom for all of mankind when I hear his cries as a baby I can hear the voice of the creator speaking over all of the earth and creating it into existence when I look into his eyes I see what Daniel wrote and they wrote in Revelation I see the eyes of fire when I look on his hands I can see the same hands that went down into the dirt and created mankind when I look at his tiny little baby feet I see the same feet that would tread on waters for you and for me and calm the storm I believe that every time someone would say his name from then till now, from the moment that he was born, from the moment that Jesus came into this world and even into tonight that, he, that we uh, say his name, I believe every time someone would say the name that it grabs the attention of heaven. I believe within myself that every time Mary said the name of her son, that all of heaven would shift their focus to the Messiah. It didn't have to be in prayer. It didn't have to be in some worry. But she would just say the name going throughout her day. But every time that name is mentioned, all of heaven's ears gets to perk and look to see who said the name. Why? Because that is the only name given among men whereby we must be saved. I don't want to... There's power in the name of Jesus, church. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's mercy in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. Maybe I'm just preaching to myself tonight, but we need to get a reassurance of the name. We need to get a realization of the power of the name and the glory in the name. I don't want to sound like I'm bragging here, so just bear with me for a couple of seconds. But I have prayed a lot in my life. That's okay. You don't have to hold your applause. I've lived a lot. I've lived this all my life, so I have prayed a lot in my life. I know how to pray. I know the format of prayer. I know how I can pray. And most times when I pray, I pray all that I can say, and then I start repeating. How many feel that in the name of Jesus? Amen. But you just begin to pray. I know that. But I cannot. And I search today. I search through the English dictionary. I search through the thesaurus. I search through the encyclopedias. And I could not find another word that would get heaven's attention like this single word that is given to each and every one of us. I look for another word that would be sufficient. I look for another word that could fill my prayers. I look for another word that when I'm in my midnight hours at home that I could say and all of heaven would get a hold of it. I look for another word that I could cry over my babies when they're sick and I couldn't find it. I look for another word to pray over my lost loved ones and I couldn't find it. I look for another word that I could say for people across the world and I couldn't find it but let me tell you there's only one word that we can pray and it is always sufficient for every prayer we have and that's the name of our king that's the name of Messiah that's the name of the king of kings and the lord of lords and that's his name is Jesus Christ that's the man who was born of a virgin and it's the name where we can call on tonight and it will change every situation I want to God that somebody get a hold of this tonight 
I'll tell you what, I looked all over the internet today, and I looked where... I looked where Buddha is still sitting, and he's still sitting in his grave. I looked where Muhammad is, and he's still sitting in his grave. I looked every other idol up, they're still sitting in his grave. But there's only one name that rose up out of the grave, and that's the name that we serve, and his name is Jesus. Somebody worship the name right now. I would to God that this whole church would stand up and begin to worship the name. <coughs> Music, you can go ahead and come up because we're just going to go ahead and worship that name. We're going to worship the name that I called on when my mom was dealing with cancer and she stands cancer free. I'm going to call on the name that, we, that when Brother John was dealing with cancer that he was healed in the name of Jesus. I'm going to call on the name of Jesus. I'm going to call on the name that every time I'm bound by sin and temptation that I can call on that name and it frees me. Somebody say the name of Jesus. Somebody say the name of Jesus. Somebody say the name of Jesus. Say the name like it could change everything. Say the name like you need it applied to your life. Say the name. Come on and worship that name. Come on and glorify that name. Come on and give him honor right now. It would say in Acts chapter 4 and 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You need Jesus in your life. I would to God that the whole world would hear this message. You need Jesus in your life. Why? He changed mine. He changed my life. He changed everything about me. From the day Jesus was applied to my life, my whole life has forever been changed. But how many know that there is coming a day that the trumpet is going to sound? Woo! There is coming a day that the church has been looking for for over 2,000 years. There is coming a day woo, where we're going to be with Him for all eternity. There is coming a day when we will reign with Him for all of eternity. It would say it like this in Philippians chapter 2 and 12, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The same name that was given to a baby in a manger is the same name that one day every tongue, every nation, every person is going to cry out as Jesus, King of kings and Lord of lords. I believe that one day we are all going to raise up like he did on that third day and we're going to see him crowned as King of kings and we're going to see him. Come on, if you love that name, would you flood these altars right now? One day you and I are going to sit face to face with the one that created everything. And we're going to get to know him by name. One day you and I are going to sit in front of the one who died for our sins. And we're going to be able to say thank you. We're going to be able to say thank you. One day I'm going to see the nail-scarred hands 
And I'm going to watch as they stretch over eternity as we reign with Him as heirs to the King. Come on, worship that name. Worship the name like you love Him. Worship that name like you know the power. Worship the name that stole the keys to death, hell, and the grave and apply it to your life. If you need Jesus applied to your life, tonight is the night to do it. If you need baptized, tonight is the night to do it. If you need the Holy Ghost, apply Jesus to your life. Tonight is the night because Jesus is here. The same spirit that is within that baby is the same spirit that's in this room. I would that we would lift every hand. Every eye would be closed right now. And worship the name of Jesus. Worship that name. Glorify that name. Lift him up right now. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.